The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to an all new episode of You're Gonna Love Me. It's me, Katie, of course. How are we all doing? I hope you all had a good week. So I had a good week. I'm feeling good. I feel like I've been put through the ringer. I was in Las Vegas and Lake Havasu living the life. And then I hit the ground running when I got back. It's been, I I, I hate the B word. I'm not even going to say it. But I've been very, you know what, busy. Busy, busy, busy. But it's been really good. A lot of positive things happening. I wish I could share it all. (laughs) But I guess you're going to have to tune in next season. But a lot of really exciting things. But, you know, there's also really exciting things happening. I mean, Kim and Pete broke up. What the hell is happening? I didn't think they were going to go the distance, obviously. But I still was kind of shocked that they broke up. To be fair, I, I, I was I was really into their relationship. I thought they were cute. They seemed really happy together. I totally shipped them. I mean, he, he branded her name on him and she was like all about it. I'm still digesting. But damn, it's, it's kind of a bummer. Oh, wow. So today I'm going to do another Ask Me Anything because... I feel like according to the response, I think y'all liked it. And according to the analytics, I think I think it did pretty well. And I, I truly, really enjoy doing these kind of episodes because I feel like I get to really connect with y'all. I get to answer the questions that you want me to answer. You know, I, I think that's important for me to be speaking to y'all and the things that you want to hear from me. I mean, why, if I'm going to just be yapping my trap into this microphone may as well be saying the, <laughs> the things that are most important hitting all those things so yeah and, and per usual y'all ask some really 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 good questions it's it's so hard to choose questions honestly because I want to be able to answer everything so I have of course had to choose questions that I hadn't answered before or you know maybe I'm gonna answer some again and the ones that were asked the most that's fair, right? But I mean, there's so many amazing ones. There's so many good questions. Oh, God. Y'all are really good at this. But yeah, I, I truly, really love doing these episodes because I feel like it's like I get to hang out and it feels very intimate. Not necessarily a conversation because it's very one-sided, but you know, it's like just getting to connect, you know? if you like, It's like when I get to meet anyone in person, it just feels like a sweet little moment <laughs> that I get to have. So yeah, I mean, I guess we can just get right into it. I mean, there's obviously a lot of questions about my life now, a little post, you know, breakup or I mean, I can't even say post-divorce because technically not divorced yet. I mean, it's it takes time, especially in California. It, it takes a minute and a half. So just, I guess, post-separation or post breakup or whatever you want to call it and then we've got some a little bit of 
BPR or Vanderpump or whatever you want to call it questions as well. So the first question I have is how do you feel dating is different than it was before I was married? Well, I mean, let's go back even before I was 24 when I met Tom. So that was 12 years ago. So I mean, it's, it is vastly, vastly different. I mean, the landscape is totally different. I'm in a totally different place in life, not just because of being married and everything I've experienced, but just as, as a person, I've grown up quite a bit in the last 12 years. So, I mean, not only has the dating world changed, I mean, I've changed as a person. So I'm older, so I'm, you know, obviously looking at things totally different. I'm a different person, but also I just feel like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really dating too seriously, I guess you could say. I'm just sort of having fun with it all. I'm mostly just about like meeting people and having fun with it all. I mean, it is kind of like riding a bike, I would say. I'm not on any apps. I don't want to do any dating apps. I never did dating apps. Those all came out after I was already with Tom. And I just, I don't know. I feel like there's so much like back and forth and, you know, if everyone I talk to, they're just always kind of just communicating with people over the apps and it never often like goes anywhere. I would just kind of rather just go out into the world and go to places I like to go and places I like to hang out. And chances are that's going to be the kind of crowd or people that I might vibe with. So if the chance I'm going to meet someone there, then cool. If not, then oh, well, I'm not really trying to like heavily pursue that anyway. So yeah, I mean, it's it is definitely different, but different is obviously very good. And I'm welcoming that kind of change into my life. But, you know, when, until I until I really like heavily decide to pursue it and want to actually maybe get into a relationship for now, it's 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 nice, I guess. Casual fun. And the next question is, what are the best worst parts about being newly single? I don't I don't know what the worst parts are necessarily. I mean, kind of I guess day to day it might change a little bit the best parts are just kind of getting to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it I don't have to consider anyone else into the mix yeah I get it yeah I just get to do whatever I want I get to decorate however I want you know it's just I'm just like solely on my own I'm, I'm just concerning myself with my own self and that is fun to me you know I can go where I want hang out with whoever I want it's just like like full, full independence, which I really enjoy. Not that I didn't enjoy companionship and, and having someone else in my life, but now that that is not what I have, I'm like fully leaning into just like being <laughs> out for myself. <laughs> Very selfish. No, not in a bad way, but just like I'm number one. Why not? Hell yeah. I think that's how it should be. And that is like a really great part of being newly single is that you are the only person that you need to worry about. You know, I don't have kids. I mean, I have dogs half the time every other week and you know, they're the only other little beings I need to worry about other than myself. But I mean, the worst parts, I mean, I don't get too lonely too often, you know, I mean, every now and then maybe there'll be like a little thought that creeps in, but it doesn't last too long. But so far there aren't a lot of like worst parts. I mean, every now and then, you might be plagued with a thought or a what if, 
but again it doesn't last too long right now i'm i'm feeling really good about everything i'm really optimistic and really positive so i'm hoping that continues so send me all the positive vibes thank you very much all right I almost didn't want to answer this question because it's just, uh, but then it was asked like multiple, multiple, like lots and lots of times. So I figure I'm going to do my best to answer it. Again, I'm not even divorced yet. So I, I don't want this question and me answering it to come off as any like in a rude way or insensitive, but I'm only going to try to even attempt an answer at it just because I imagine just it was asked a bunch of times. But the question is, is would I ever consider getting married again? And I, I mean, at this point, I don't even know because for one, I'm not even divorced yet, but I truly don't know. I, I'm not even wanting to be in a relationship at this point i think i need to i'm still doing a lot of work on myself and reclaiming independence and figuring out a lot of stuff about myself at this moment that considering marriage again is just like so not even in the line of vision at this point i you know i don't rule anything out but going through divorce has been really strange and like painful and not fun at all so if getting married again would mean potentially this then hell no i i, I just never i never want to ever have to get divorced again so if like if never getting married again means i get to avoid this then yeah i would rather not but you know if one day i met someone and it was really important to them i don't know maybe consider it but i i, I just that seems just something so 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 far away in the future that I just can't even. So at this point, not considering it. No, who knows what the future holds? Who knows? But at this point, no, not considering it. I just want to take a moment and talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. And that is dessert. I am a dessert queen. I love I love sweets so much, but specifically dough. I'm sure you've seen dough on Instagram. Maybe your favorite celebrities are eating it, and I am obsessed with it. I'm tried and true with the OG chocolate chip cookie dough, but I feel like every time they come out with a new flavor, it becomes my new favorite. They recently came out with a mint chocolate chunk that is straight fire. I love it so much, but dough is spelled D-E-U-X, which I think is like kind of like really cool and edgy. But it is delicious. It's enhanced cookie dough. You can eat it raw or bake it. It bakes in literally seven minutes. So you don't have to wait at all. But also you don't have to wait because you can just dig a spoon in and eat it just raw as is. But, you know, with most desserts and cookie dough, you know, they're filled with sugar. And, you know, we can't help ourselves but think like, uh, is this bad for me? Or like, am I going to feel like crap after I eat this? But with dough... It's made with clean ingredients that are actually good for you, like oats and almond butter and flaxseed and coconut sugar. Everything is gluten-free, soy-free, like straight up no BS ingredients. And it tastes good. Like it's delicious. And they have the best flavors. Like I said, chocolate chip, birthday cake, brownie batter, ooey gooey will make you bloat. It's just good. And you won't get the sugar crash actually, which is great. And they also have a ton of exclusive flavors. Like I said, the mint chocolate chunk, it tastes like a thin mint. They got space brownie. Remember those cosmic brownie cake treats? And they have the cinnamon roll. Hear me out. Breakfast, breakfast cookie dough, anyone? 
I'm into it. And these are available online only, but they are limited edition, so they're going to sell it fast. So I would recommend you get involved very quickly. But also they have, um, you know, their flavors like the birthday cake and chocolate chip that are sold in Target stores nationwide. So keep your eye out for those next time you're at Target. So to buy, I'm going to have an exclusive discount for you which they never do. It's 20% off and free shipping with code LOVEME at www.eatdo.com. That's spelled E-A-T-D-E-U-X.com and promo code LOVEME for 20% off. Trust me, it is honestly to die for. You'll become obsessed. You're going to be like me with your little spoon going to the fridge every five minutes. But also try to bake them. I like to make you know, some cookies, mix it with some ice cream. You'll thank me later. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. Next question. What is one practice that has helped with your growth and mental health? Uh, Just one? I mean, I think creating a little bit of a routine, whether it's at night or in the morning, can help with mental health in that way, just because it's something to sort of like, I think routines can can help. I don't know what exactly it is about a routine that that does something for your mental health. I just know that I do better when I have just some little, and it can be just one thing, like one thing that you do in the morning, whether it is getting up in the morning and you make your bed right away. Boom. Immediately, I feel like I've been productive and I feel like I'm doing something and I'm already starting my day on a great trajectory. Like that is just a little tiny routine that I do. And as far as like growth, you know, I think, you know, setting like it could be just like one goal for the day. Like I want to accomplish like these two things, these three things, like small, big, whether it's tasks or whether it's, you know, just something for spiritual growth. Again, it can be small saying an affirmation in the morning or you know being gratitude or whatever it may be just investing a little bit of time five minutes three minutes whatever you can set aside for yourself and investing into yourself back into yourself does so much and goes so long i think you'd be surprised if you just can dedicate five minutes for yourself to do something really nice for yourself, positive words, being productive, checking things off of a list just really, really goes a long, long way. And it's a small, like, little bit of dedication that that's all it requires. And that's really, I think, helped me. All right. I like this question. I read it and I was like, that is really interesting. And I, I don't know if a lot of people are going to understand or relate to it, but I want to answer this question. So... How do you tell the difference between your own intuition and intrusive thoughts slash anxiety? So I think for me, when it comes to like intuition, it's something that is just like really innate. It's just it comes to you and you know it. It's so profound and clear. It doesn't ruminate. It doesn't it's not a feedback loop for me when when it's intrusive thoughts and it's anxiety. It is like feedback loop it's like a voice or like something conversation that repeats and repeats over my head and it's something that I have to like like actively distract myself from stopping thinking about it is just something that like where it's like you you know when you were like non-stop working through something in your head 
and working through a conversation or working through a problem like to me that is anxiety and intrusive thoughts intuition is something where you're just like I trust this implicitly like I know this it's just so deep within myself and that's it it doesn't it doesn't last long it's it just like you know it and it leaves you almost you don't ruminate over it it is just clear and that's it you don't question it not a second thought it's just there and that's it you don't have to work it over so that is how i know the difference all right <laughs> i'm obsessed with this question okay if butter and gordo had human jobs what would they be okay gordo is extremely bossy like he is the boss of it all like he will like he comes and he'll like sneeze at you and swat is like pot you when he wants something when he needs something whether it's to go out whether he needs water whether he's hungry whether he wants attention he will come and he lets you know so i feel like he would be like he'd be like a ceo he'd be a boss you know for sure he he could run a company because he certainly runs the house (laughs) and butter is so much more like passive and docile and he, you know, wants to just lay around and nap. So I feel like he, he would be like a little more seasonal, maybe, you know, or maybe he, he, maybe he'd like work at like like a coffee shop or like a smoothie bar. Maybe maybe he work at a weed store. I could totally see him working at like a weed store. <laughs> Absolutely. I asked Tom his thoughts, but he never got back to me. But I feel like he would agree with me. And the next one is, how do I like living alone? I I love living alone. I've only lived alone once when I was like 22. And it was for like a year maybe. And I loved it then. I had this like little studio apartment and it was my own. And it was so tiny. It was like this little room. And I sponge painted the walls. <laughs> And I had like a tapestry hanging behind my bed and like a partition by my bed to like kind of separate it from the rest of the room. And this like little tiny kitchen and this teeny tiny bathroom and the furniture didn't match. It was like, it was just such like a 22 year old apartment, but I loved it because it was mine. And I had not lived alone since I had roommates and for like the next four or five years. And then I lived with Tom yeah for 10 years I've lived with Tom and so I was a little nervous like I it did it did cross my mind like how it's it must it's gonna be really really weird just like not having Tom around like I was it made me sad to think about and it made me worried that I was gonna be in bed at night and you know but I have done really really well like I've, I really love my apartment and I love decorating it. I've had so much fun just, you know, having it all come together and plan how I want each like room to be. And I've only had maybe two days that have been really tough. But other than that, like I really fucking dig it. Like I'm, I'm, I've always been a really like independent person, but you know, Sometimes you just don't know, (laughs) but it's great. I love my place. I love my building and it's, it's been a lot of fun. We're going to take a short little break. Once again, if you are looking for something to get excited about, I have something for you because if you're like me and you've been a Steve Madden girl for your whole life, well, Steve Madden 
has launched apparel. That is right. They have a full collection available at stevemadden.com. And the best part is all retails for under $140. I'm talking dresses and jackets and coats and tops and skirts and jeans and pants and so much more. And it is all so cute, so fashionable, so chic. And I'm so excited to rock it this fall. They're really, you know, getting into some of those, the, you know, of the moment fashions like they always do. Because, you know, when I was, I don't know, maybe 12 you know, and I had to have those platform black sandals <laughs> that everyone was having. I felt so on trend and so cool. Steve Madden is like that cool girl trend that, you know, when you went to school dance, you had to have those shoes. And even now, if I go to like a red carpet event, I'm like, I'm going to pop into Steve Madden because they're always doing something so cool and so on trend. And this fall, you know, it's all about the to the knee boots or skin tight booties and even leaning into the Western trend but incorporating some, you know, great pops of color and some studs. And we cannot forget the, you know, trademark platform Mary Jane's. And I am obsessed with these patent leather ones that they have. I cannot wait. I need them. I want them so, so, so bad. So you can really get all dressed up for any occasion this fall. I mean, bra, corsets, micro minis, they have it all. It's so cute. Uh, you have to check it out. So go use code LOVEME20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Visit www.stevemadden.com. Use code LOVEME20 for 20% off your next purchase. Promo code excludes pre-order items. Okay, let's get back to the show. The next question. So this person, this person wanted some advice, I guess. So they said they just ended a five-year relationship and they wanted three tips to reclaiming their independence. So let's see, three tips. I know this can be hard because when your life becomes so entangled and intertwined with another person, you know, you do kind of not necessarily like lose your identity, but you know, it can be hard to, to sort of start forging your own life and routine and, you know, separate from that relationship and that person. So I think, you know, getting excited about your own if you didn't live with them but like maybe your own space and how and kind of like throw yourself into that and you know lean on your friends 100 percent and stay busy and you know healthy distractions are a really good thing you know obviously if you like your work is something that's important to you kind of like throw yourself into that you know if there's like places to go out or if like you enjoy like things like if the, all the things that maybe you haven't spent time doing because you've been doing things like with your partner like if you used to love going to see like live music or you used to love going to like do karaoke or do like bowling or whatever the things like try to remember the things that you did before that person or you know that you missed doing or you hadn't done in a while like maybe revisit some of those like hobbies or activities that you used to do try to just remember what you did before or maybe something that you want to try that you that maybe that person wasn't into or you know whether yeah so maybe something new even I think sometimes transitioning into a new you can be really exciting getting excited about the possibility and opportunity that is waiting for you I think is something that I had to really shift. It's it's really about the mindset and shifting it. 
and not thinking about what was. It's more about what could be and what is in front of you. Because, you know, it's really easy to, you know, miss and think about, you know, all those things. But, you know, in order to to have the momentum and keep moving forward, we have to be positive. And it's even in the way we speak about ourselves or when when people ask us, I mean, when people would ask me, you know, how are you? And even if I was having a, a particularly hard day, I would always say, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. And he, just hearing me say, I'm good, just really helped me stay in a positive mind frame. It's not, it's, you're not lying, you know, I mean, again, like, it, it, we're not going to be feeling great all the time. But, you know, I think just choosing a positive mindset, it's, it's mind over matter, you know, we're going to like, we're going to be okay. We are good. We have, you know, hopefully our health. We're breathing, you know, take inventory of all the things that you do have and not focus on the things that you don't. Gratitude is a great practice there. But, you know, I think just sort of like write it down if you have to of all the things that you do have and all the things that you love and all the things that you want to accomplish or try. And when you look down at that, you're going to be like, this is me. This is my identity. This is who I am. And then go after it. That's how you're going to reclaim it. So I know that wasn't necessarily three tips. That was kind of just like <laughs> a diatribe of like what to do. But I mean, that's kind of like what I've set my sights after, but hopefully that's helpful. All right. So I know a lot, I got a lot of questions about the sandwich shop and I want to be able to like give you all the updates, but I don't know how much I can, but there are a lot of exciting things on the horizons, like a lot of really, really, really exciting things. Like I'm so, so fucking excited about it. Like even as of this week. So <laughs> stay tuned. As soon as I can share something, I don't know. I, I don't want to get in trouble, but it's it's coming, guys. It's fucking happening. And I can't wait. And it might even be sooner than <laughs> than you all thought, even than I thought. So yeah, stay tuned. Something about her coming soon. And then another question that I, I'm always a little like reluctant to share because it's it's one of those things that is so it can be triggering to some. It's also not necessarily universally shared or, but a lot of people wanted to ask about, you know, diet or routine or weight loss. And, you know, it's, it's always very much like what's going to work best for you and your life. And, you know, and what I do for me is not necessarily going to work for everyone else. And I don't feed into, you know, (laughs) diet culture and I've had my own struggles with food and disordered eating and so I've had to like unlearn a lot of bad habits with everything and and finally you know get to a place where I could you know just really kind of learn about nutrition and really kind of learn how to like eat in a way that wasn't going to be placing like moral value on food so for me what I've done is just really learn portions so that way I could still eat all the things and drink all the things and be able to 
be healthy so because I think my whole thing was that I just I dieting is never worked for me because when I would ever diet or try to focus too much on what I was eating or consuming that's what led to disordered eating and you know and it was just not a healthy place for me to be so I had to get to a place where it didn't I, it just became sort of like second nature like and it and it took a long time it took years like I didn't like suddenly like lose weight overnight like it's been I mean I know some people are like oh my god you look so good but it's been years <laughs> it's been years of like learning how to eat properly you know and then working out I do EMS like I've talked about before <laughs> it's this like me and Lala did it on Vanderbilt rules last season it's called muscle stimulation and it's like where you like hook up to this machine and it's like with these wires and it says like it's like 80 muscle contractions per second and it's 20 minutes it's i i believe i'm of the the mindset of work smarter not harder and it's like you know strength training it's like four hours of strength training in 20 minutes and i've started doing that twice a week so you know try to eat lots of fiber lots of protein and you know listen to like hunger cues and not just sit there and like binge eat you know how to how to get rid of a lot of bad habits so again i'm not i'm not saying like this is what i do this is what you should do but this like honestly the best thing i ever did for myself was consult with a nutritionist because that's when i actually learned like what like was in food and how to like properly like structure meals so there's that but you know i still eat all the things and i think we should enjoy all the food i'm not going to be 75 years old and be like gee i wish i would have dieted more <laughs> hell fucking no i'm be like i enjoyed all of the things in life because i think we all should all right we're going to take a short short break so when it comes to therapy and psychiatry getting the help you need has never been more simple. When you're able to access your provider from the comfort of your device, it means therapy can be on your schedule. And alleviating the wait times to get an appointment or the travel time to an office can free up time for your life. Talkspace is so convenient and accessible, and it helps me feel supported around the clock. What I also love is that, you know, therapy really becomes a tool in your life. It doesn't have to necessarily be used in a really dark time in your life. If you really just want to grow as a person and set goals and come out the other end of it, being a better version of you, it can be really, really incredible. And Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform 24 Seven. With Talkspace, you set goals with your therapist and they hold you accountable and make sure you're really progressing. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Mental health isn't always on a schedule. Sometimes you have a tough day, you want to be able to reach out. <sighs> Talkspace lets you do that. It's really wonderful. Therapy is the best. <laughs> and plus, it's affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy instead of waiting for an appointment you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24 7 like i said and they'll engage with you daily five days a week i mean incredible and as a listener of this podcast you're going to get a hundred dollars off your first month with talkspace to match with a licensed therapist today go to talkspace.com make sure you use the code love me to get a hundred dollars off your first month and show support for the show that's love me at talkspace.com 
All right, let's get back to the podcast. Someone asked, what is my favorite of all the, the, the Vanderpump restaurants? I mean, I do love me some Tom Tom. Sir's an OG. But I got to say, my favorite one is the Vanderpump Paris. It is so, I mean, listen, I love Paris. And it, like, it is so stunning in there. Lisa and Nicolene killed it with the decor. The food and the drinks. I mean, I love it. I just, I just love it. What can I say? It's my favorite one. So if you, if you ever in Vegas, go to the Paris, go to Vanderbilt Paris. I love it. And I can't believe I've never been asked this next question before. It's a behind the scenes question. And <laughs> someone asked, how long does it take to film the slow-mo opening of the show? Well, so we do each like title card like there's you know sometimes it's like a couple people sometimes there's three people sometimes there's a champagne bottle popping and I guess depending on what the action is some some take a little longer than others like I feel like in the past when I've had to like pop a bottle of champagne or pour champagne those can take a lot longer because the timing has to be on and you cannot blink because the way this those cameras shoot they like if you blink it's ruined so you have to do it like over and over and over again. So those ones can take up to like an hour. But then when we do the group shot, those that takes the longest because they have to place everyone. And that is takes a really long time. It takes the longest to place everybody. That takes probably an hour in itself. And then again, no one you have to stay so still the only person that moves in that shot is lisa and she just moves maybe an inch <laughs> but you cannot blink you have to stay so still the thing is they put a fan on you and i wear contacts and when the fan is blowing on you like you just have to try to keep your eyes open and it's so hot under the lights so i mean yeah Depending on like when they shoot the group shot and when your own title card is, you could be there all day. You could be there for like five hours. So, I mean, it's an intense day, but it's fun. I enjoy those days. But, you know, once they finally do, once they finally start rolling on the group, I would say we do maybe 15 takes, but it's placing everybody that takes the longest there's a lot of people they got to put into that shot and it's like moving an inch raising an inch scooting people over rearranging people it takes a really long time and then like yeah the individual title cards like they can take the, the one with me and tom and tom and ariana this past time i think we did that in like maybe 15 minutes that one was really easy so thank god for that but the other ones i've done in the past with the champagne that one takes longest. I had to pop a bottle of champagne one time or spray it before and try spraying champagne or popping a bottle of champagne and not blinking. <laughs> not going to happen. But yeah, I like that question. I don't know if it's like super interesting to everyone, but I think it's kind of interesting. So I also want to do like, I've never done this. I always do like a rage text at the end of my episodes, but I always thought it'd be interesting to hear rage from everyone else i shouldn't have to preface this but based on some of the responses i was getting listen 
Rage is not necessarily always a bad thing. It can be healthy to let a little bit of rage out. I think it's important to feel all the feels. Let it, let it fly, let it flow, whatever you got to do. Feel the love, absolutely. Feel the sadness, absolutely. But also feel the rage. Like, don't keep that shit bottled up, you know? And if this is the only outlet that you're going to let it out, fine. If you're not going to actually rage to the person or the thing that you want to rage to, then don't. But, you know, we all we all have it. So everyone said, you know, why do you want to perpetuate rage? Why, why do you want to <laughs> insist that people live in the rage? I'm not insisting anything. This, this is all in fun. This is all in jest. I didn't say actually get mad you could rage at the remote the batteries in the remote dying like someone wrote in (laughs) it can be anything there was some serious ass (laughs) shade in these things like some of y'all ruthless i love it and some lighthearted stuff as well which i also love yeah be be petty get dark with it i don't care i've been all over the place with my rage and this is where we all connect too this is about bonding because Some of the stuff I'm going to read, you're probably going to be like, oh, my God, me too. And so this is just another way for us all to bond. You know, I like bonding over the petty, too. It's not that deep. It's not that deep, Judy. Okay, so, yeah, that's the only time I'm going to clarify any of this. So and again, a lot of them were kind of the same. So I'm going to group some of these in. So I got a lot of stuff about drivers and bad drivers. A lot of people get mad about people driving slow in the fast lane. And I hear you. People should absolutely scoot over. But also like maybe slow down a little bit. (laughs) I'm one of those people that's like I drive. I don't drive like a grandma, but I drive like very responsibly because if you've ever been in a car accident before, you know how fast car accidents can happen. Okay, so like I get it. You don't you want to drive in the fast lane, but also like where are you going that you need to get there that quickly? Like slow down. So that's my rage to you complaining about everyone driving so slow unless they're driving like obnoxiously slow, like below the speed limit, like chill out. But also like, yeah, scoot over. Like you don't need to be chilling in that lane. It's a passing lane, not a speeding lane. Okay, let's get that clear. It's a passing lane, not a speeding lane. All right. Okay. thank you. But I will say and I agree with this person that people that don't use their blinkers. What the fuck are you doing? Why you're, you're slowing down to what? Oh, turn. Oh, you're turning. Oh, great. You know what? If you would have used your indicator, I would have known and not been cussing you out from behind you. There's a way to let everyone know what the hell your dumbass is doing on the road. You flick on the blinker. All right. Thank you. Oh, you're changing lanes. Great. Oh, thanks for cutting me off. Use your freaking indicator. I don't understand people that don't use it. I understand when no one's behind you, whatever, get over, change your lane, make your turn, whatever. But when someone is behind you, let them know what you're doing. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. This one says, my best friend bashes my small business to other people and thinks I have no idea. That is not a friend, let alone a best friend. All right. Because she's bashing it to people who are obviously in your group. She's also stupid. So not only she's not a best friend, but she also ain't that bright. If I was you, I'd go to the same person and start bashing her. (laughs) Start bashing her for being so dumb. I mean, listen, maybe she's just jealous because she has nothing going on in her life. Truly. Like, why she got to knock your hustle for trying to make shit happen in your life that she got to bash it to people? 
It's almost like she wants you to find out to like make you insecure about it because she's so insecure. Huh? Projection much? That's what I have to say about that. She sucks. She sucks. Tell her to, I don't know, get a life, get a hobby. That sucks. I'm really sorry about that because that's not that's not nice. I heard someone, you know, if I heard someone doing that, I'd be like, you know what? What's what's the link? I want to go buy up everything. And then, of course, so many, so many rage about bad daters, about people on apps that aren't serious about dating. And <laughs> again, all the more reason to not be on apps. But again, like I'm not seriously trying to date either. But I think also like I heard that that's that's also just like a common thing. Like you don't have to be like seriously wanting anything. I think people people just need to be a little more vocal about their expectations or about their intentions in general. Apparently they're not. Apparently there's a bunch of clowns out there just, you know, being assholes. I'm sorry for all of that, but <sighs> dating is it's a it's a wow wow west, I guess. But there's a lot of rage about dating and cheaters and people leaving their wives for someone they met on OnlyFans. What the fuck is that about? So yeah, this makes me slightly nervous about being single, but you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm mostly just doing myself. So, huh. Okay. And then a lot about toxic work environments and passive aggressive bosses. And I feel you. And that's why I want to be my own boss. You know, I shouldn't have said that, <laughs> but, but because a lot of people, you know, don't have that choice. But, you know, it's fucked up that people, you know, they want to like work in an environment where they can feel like they're safe to come to work. They're making their money. They can go home, unwind, and they don't have to, you know, think about their day and think about their boss and dread going in the next day. This shit's awful. This one made me really sad and really also pissed off. The fact that insurance covers no therapies for my autistic daughter's needs and we pay a lot. Yeah, about that. The fact that insurance doesn't cover anything that anyone fucking needs, especially for someone with special needs like that. Like, it's insane because insurance is not cheap private insurance is not cheap and the fact that we all have to have it and then you have to pay out of pocket for something that someone really needs just to get through a day is insane to me it's insane and it's maddening and it's it causes so much unnecessary stress on stress on a family and yeah I'll rage all day about that and so should you I'm so sorry about that and another unnecessary thing, landlords. <laughs> and this landlord hasn't fixed the blower on my AC for over three months, and I live in Arizona. <laughs> Listen, it's been so hot here in LA. I can't even imagine what it's like. In, well, actually, I can't imagine what it's like in Arizona. I was just there. It's 107 degrees. Satan's butthole. Disgusting. Disgusting heat. And also, like, landlords want to raise rent collect it. They'll come knocking on your door on the second of the month. Where's the rent? And then not fix your shit. Like it's maddening. It is insane. I had a landlord do that once. Like it was like literally the second of the month. I was like gone 
on the first. I hadn't even had time to, <laughs> to write my rent check and he would be knocking on my door. Meanwhile, like half the shit in my place is broken. Doesn't answer any of the emails about anything that needed to fix, but this motherfucker wanted his check. Like the nerve, the nerve of landlords sometimes. It's mad, like, and especially in the, like, the heat of summer to not want to fix the air conditioning. That's just like, that's a basic need, especially for a place like Arizona. I would be raising hell. I'd be going to his house and literally lighting it on fire. <laughs> Truthfully. Or, or like literally just cutting his AC. See how he likes it. And I love this one. It just says double standards because yeah, 100%. I had a conversation tonight about double standards because what the fuck is that about double standards suck i don't I, i'll never get down with a double standard if you're gonna have a standard for one person you gotta have it for everyone that's it that's the that's the message all right and then of course a billion about roe v wade no words no fucking words fuck that shit <sighs> and finally this one said how much of a mindfuck divorce is. Because truthfully, no matter how much amicable or peaceful your divorce is, when you sit and think about it, it is a mindfuck. It is mindfuck because no one fucking wants to get divorced at the end of the day. No one is, no one is with somebody and in love for years and dating and gets engaged and you're doing your engagement photos, and you're telling everyone you're engaged, and you take pictures of the ring, and you're so excited, and you plan your wedding, and you pick out your dress and your venue, and you send out your wedding invitations, and you write your vows, and the day comes, and you cry on your wedding day, and then you go on your honeymoon, and then you're so excited, and you start planning your future together, and one day you buy a house. No one's doing all this shit because you're like, I can't wait to get divorced one day. No one fucking wants to get divorced. And that's why, like, so when you're going through it, you're just like, how the fuck did this happen? You know, no one wants it. So it is my impact. No matter, and, then, and no matter how peaceful it can be and amicable and, and whatever it is that you go through it, it is a mind fuck because you're filling out this paperwork and it's so like, like business-like. It's weird, honestly. <sighs> Anyways, it was nice raging with y'all. It feels good, right? I feel like that was very cathartic. I feel like I'm gonna like sleep really, really well later. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And until next time, remember to be kind to yourselves and kind to others. And I love y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode.